You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking the top frequent flyer programs for 2017.
A lot of the questions I get every month have to do a lot with traveling and, you know, how can you maximize points and where are some of the best places to go where you don't have to spend so much money? And that's really why we dedicated a whole day to actual travel. But I like to infuse in, you know, a few other tips along the way just because I get so many questions. And, you know, I think it's because this is the time of the year where a lot of you are living places where it's cold and gloomy. And so the thought of going really anywhere is just a very lovely thought, let alone thinking about, you know, summer. I mean, it will literally be summer like like it will feel like tomorrow and it will be summer. Um, time is just flying so fast. I know actually actually here in Los Angeles, we've had a really cold, and I'm putting that in air quotes, which you can't see, of course. Winter, it's been like in the 50s and 60s and raining all the time. And for us, that's actually quite chilly. And so I know a lot of friends are, are talking about they really want to go somewhere that they can feel warmer and relaxed because we've we've actually had holidays where it's been 80, 90, 100 degrees here. And while that may seem really exciting to a lot of you, I actually don't like it. I'm not, I'm not going to use the word hate. I try not to use the word hate. I just actually don't like it. It doesn't feel festive to me at all. You know, if I want... 80 degree weather to wear a sundress on Christmas, I want to be in Hawaii or the Caribbean or Mexico or someplace where it feels appropriate, you know, to be dressed like that, not in my own home. You know, I watch all those crazy holiday movies. We are like a sucker for um, holiday Christmas movies. And, you know, they're always like this quaint little town and it's snowy and it's festive. And so, I actually, I feel like I'm missing out. It's like a case of FOMO for sure. Um, anyway, I digress. So I really wanted to talk to you about frequent flyer programs and the top programs for 2017 because there's actually a lot of frequent flyer programs that are super juiced up this year, way more than they were last year. And there's a lot of changes going on in the airline industry, as you probably have heard. There are a lot of airlines that are merging and, you know, there's been a lot of question marks around certain frequent flyer programs, like are your miles going to expire? Should you use them now? Should you not? And really nobody has a crystal ball. And I think it's really interesting to kind of watch the evolution of airlines and airline programs and, and what's happening. I mean, it's even now, you know, with places like um, Jet Suites and things like that, it's it's accessible now to actually fly like a private jet service. Um, I know they have a lot of that happening out here in Los Angeles to various locations on the West Coast. It's actually more affordable than flying, you know, a regular airline. And so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the airlines. We, you know, we we talk a lot about these these airlines like Wow Airlines and, and places like that that are offering these amazing low rates. If you've been on Facebook lately, you've surely seen Wow Airlines. They have a ton of cheap flights from the US to Europe now. There is a catch-22 because I will say that we did look into flying Wow Airlines. And by the time I got from the super ridiculously low flight, up to the actual checkout cart. That means adding in my bag, adding in a seat, adding in all the extra crap that you got to add into to just literally fly there. We were more expensive than the regular, you know, United American other airlines. And so, you know, you really just got to like price those things out because it can be super, super misleading. But 
you know, we've talked a ton about credit card miles strategy before, and I'm going to touch a little bit on that, you know, towards the end of this podcast, but, you know, frequent flyer miles are really worth money, right? It's a great strategy if you're trying to save for a vacation, but you're on a super tight budget. But you know what? I I don't even want to say that. I just totally want to scratch that. It's actually a great way to pay for a vacation regardless because, you know, even if you're flush with cash right now, even if you've got, you know, five to ten thousand dollars that you could use on a trip somewhere, why would you use that money if there was a better strategy to do it and you could put that money to work towards something else? I mean, that's always my argument. That's I think really the basis for all the tips that I try to to share with you is you know, even if you had the cash, right? Even if you have the money to pay for something, but what if there's a better way to go about doing it where either you could save money, you could negotiate, you could use some sort of strategy, I don't know, whatever it is, why wouldn't you do that? Because at the end of the day, more money is more money, regardless of how much money you actually have, you know? So all of these tips and and ideas that I give you, It's not just relevant for someone who's maybe on a super tight budget living paycheck to paycheck. It's also relevant for somebody who's, you've got a lot of cash flow and, you know, you could spend that money, but why would you do it? Why, why, why? That's my question. Why, why, why? Um, So let's get back to rewards credit card. So, you know, you can get a rewards credit card. You meet the requirements of the minimum spending upfront that you need to. You get the bonus points. And it's usually enough for one free plane ticket somewhere. Usually, not all rewards credit cards are created equal for sure. It's just like not all frequent flyer programs are equal. And it used to be that, you know, reward credit cards, they didn't really exist. There were maybe only a few around, they weren't super robust. And so you had to rely on these frequent flyer miles. But now the frequent flyer programs are also becoming very robust. And it's a great kind of like a combo strategy between a rewards credit card and, you know, signing up for the frequent flyer program for whatever airline that you fly on so that you can really juice up, um, you know, your points, right? Cause that's, that's what it's all about. And, um, Wallet Hub actually analyzed the top 11 largest domestic airline loyalty programs, and they used 23 key metrics to value these programs. They even have this really cool calculator that I love where if you put in your annual amount spent on airline travel, so let's say you you average, I don't know, 1500 bucks or $2,000 or whatever it is for you, um, and you put in that amount, then you hit calculate, and they actually can refer you to the best frequent fire program because it does differ based off of how much money you know you plan to spend on airline travel because some of them are just make more sense while others you know maybe not so much. So, but what this survey found was that Delta was actually the across the board winner, the Delta Sky Miles program for 2017. And there's a lot of reasons why, you know, Delta Sky Miles are so awesome. One is their miles don't expire. And that's a big deal because there are a lot of loyalty programs where in the really, really, really tiny fine print, you know, down by the little asterisks at the bottom, they actually do expire. And a lot of them aren't fast, but, you know, let's say you don't travel for a couple years and maybe you've worked to, maybe you have a job, right, where you travel a lot and so you build up a lot of points, but then you start losing them because expire. That's definitely not a great loyalty program. Um, 
Another thing with the Delta Sky Miles, you can get one-way tickets for as few as 10,000 miles. Now, that's not, you know, like usually going across the country or anything. It's usually kind of local travel. But 10,000 miles one way is, is fairly cheap in the land of frequent flyer miles. They also have this great option where you can do miles in cash. So if you don't have enough miles saved up, it'll use your miles plus then tell you, you know, how much cash you need to chip in on top of. And they also announced last year that you can earn miles through Airbnb stays. So there's lots of ways you can earn miles. And you want to always check on the site to find all these different ways, whether it's dining, um, shopping, you know, different hotel stays, renting cars, all those sorts of things. Because when you're trying to you know, beef up your frequent flyer miles, it's really all of these different um, places where you can redeem miles kind of put together or earn miles, I should say, helps you then redeem the most amount of miles. So Delta across the board has the best the best frequent flyer program for 2017 right now. And they've actually done a lot to make it even better for 2017. I know there was a lot of talk last year about, you know, Delta program, like maybe not being as, as good as some of the others. And they kind of just went like, all right, we're just going to up the ante. <laughs> we're just going to make this, you know, better than a lot of the competitor programs out there because, you know, we want to compete with United and American. And I think when you think about US airlines, you certainly, it's usually United American that's probably the first thought to pop into your head. And Delta really wants to kind of change that. And We've actually flown Delta a lot. I hadn't flown them in a long time. And then last year we flew them a bit. And I, I really liked flying Delta. Like the seats were comfy. Um, they have an awesome in-flight entertainment system. Way better than I've seen on some of the um, United and American flights. I don't know if anyone's flown United lately. And I don't want to... I'm not here to knock on anybody's airline program. But United does this crazy thing now where... You, you get a number, right, when you're going to board the plane, and then you've got to line up between these, behind these placards, almost like Southwest Airlines does, um, to get on the plane. And I hate it because it's like people, people line up like 45 minutes to an hour before the plane's even going to board. And it's, it's just, it's crazy to watch how the human brain thinks. Like for some reason you think if you don't get in line early, you're not going to get a seat. Well, you already have an assigned seat, so that's not an issue. It's not like on Southwest, but it's all about, you know, jockeying for the overhead space. And really, I think it is just comes down to human nature. Like we want to just be first in line. And sometimes I look at it, I'm like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. It creates all this like bottleneck around the, um, the like ticketing area, or you know, if you're trying to go up to the desk and ask the agent a question, it 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 just it looks like a herd of cattle um, waiting for something. Anyway, it's it's definitely not um, my favorite system at all. If any of you flown United, you're probably laughing. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and hey, if you're one of those that needs to be first in line, I'm cool with that. It's not a big deal, right? Let's just be nice and kind to everyone. Um, so there were also a few other airlines that had great programs, great frequent flyer programs for 2017. Behind Delta was Alaska, Hawaiian Airlines, Virgin, United, American, JetBlue, Southwest, and then a few others as it starts to trail off. Hawaiian Airlines actually offers the most 
rewards value. So $21 per $100 spent. Um, hello, Oahu. I know we talked about uh, Hawaii and Oahu on our travel to list for 2017. And Hawaiian Airlines is an awesome airline. If you've ever flown it, they play this amazing uh, you know, Hawaiian music while you're boarding the plane. It just there's colors in there. It makes you feel super happy. Um, you just see orchids laying around and, um, they serve fresh pineapple juice, which I love. It just makes you feel like you're going to Hawaii, which there's no better feeling than that. Right. I love Hawaiian airlines. Um, they just don't fly a lot of places. So, and you know, unless I'm going to Hawaii, I'm obviously not going to fly Hawaiian airlines. The survey also found that Hawaiian, Alaska, and Virgin, they offer more rewards in 2017 than 2016 by almost 40%. So this is what I was talking about, about you know the airlines really deciding like, hey, we got to really boost up our frequent flyer programs so that we can get uh, customer loyalty because it doesn't really make sense for you to be you know, I'm going to scratch this. It does make sense, whatever airlines you fly on, to be part of their frequent flyer system because it's silly for you not to, right? You get miles. However, if you tend to fly one or two airlines more concentrated, so there's more of a strategy there, then you can really start building a lot of those miles. For, for instance, United actually has the most airline partners. They have 39 airline partners that you can redeem points with. So if you're flying United or a United airline partner, that's great because then you can get all of those miles. It's a great option if you travel all over the place. It's actually why I love American Airlines. I am part of their frequent flyer program, have been for years. I have their credit card as well. They only have 24 partners, airline partners, but still that's a lot, right? But 39 clearly is the leader. I'm going to make sure and put a link to to this Wallet Hub survey so you can check out all of the different details and um, you know, also that cool calculator, which I love. But then I was like, okay, well, let me do a little poking around because I, I, like to, I like to do this as well. And I said, okay, what if I picked a few days and said, what if I flew from LAX to Honolulu April 5th to 11th? And I just checked the Delta Sky site to see, okay, how many miles would I need um, and what would that look like? And then I compared it with kind of my my credit card strategy. And so this was really interesting. So April 5th to 11th, LAX to Honolulu, Delta site is showing 45,000 miles I would need plus $11.20 in taxes. Now, if I got the Delta um, credit card, right, I would earn uh, 30,000 bonus points if I spent 1,000 bucks in the first three months. Easy to do, right? But I'm only at 30,000 points, so I've got about like a 15,000 point deficit here. So it's going to take me a little time. It's going to take me, it may may take me over a year to build up enough points to be able to go on that trip. But still, 45,000 points to fly a round trip from LAX to Honolulu in April is not that bad of a deal. I've seen way worse. But my favorite, one of my favorites, I should say, uh, credit cards, points credit cards, is the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. I have this card. I really love this card. They've got a more souped up version that offers you a lot more uh, sign-up points, but it does have a much higher annual fee, so you kind of want to weigh that out. But so I checked on their site, and if I booked through the Chase Ultimate Rewards site, the exact same Delta flights, right? I would only need 39,872,000 miles. But if I signed up for the Chase Sapphire Preferred card, 
I would get 50,000 bonus points if I spent $4,000 in the first three months. Now, you might be thinking that's a lot to spend, but again, if you treat your credit card like a debit card and you put all of your monthly expenses on and then you pay it off every single month, most of us spend you know, well over $1,000 a month if we combine grocery, eating out, shopping, uh, I don't know, parking, uh, entertainment, all of those things together, we usually spend over that amount. So it is possible for you to do. But before you would sign up for a rewards credit card, you really need to know like, hey, am I going to be able to hit this spending limit so I can get the bonus points? Because there's, there's really no point if you're not going to get the, you're not going to get the bonus points, right? So I thought that was interesting. So if I did that strategy, if I signed up for the Chase Sapphire Preferred Card and I spent you know, what I needed to spend in that time period, I would have more than enough miles to be able to book that round trip ticket to Honolulu from LAX, but I would do it through the Chase Ultimate Rewards site, not through the Delta site. So again, just, just a little like, hmm, something to think about, right? There's all sorts of articles on travel hacking, and this is really a strategy where you use multiple uh, credit cards that offer all these sign-up bonuses, and it really is an art. It, it, it takes time. It takes um, preparation in order to maximize all of these points. But there's a great article from uh, Nomadic Matt about how to earn a million frequent fire miles each year. It's crazy. It's a crazy strategy. You really don't need a million frequent flyer miles unless you're really traveling kind of nonstop every year. But I'm going to make sure and put a link to that as well because it's a really interesting read. And, you know, I got halfway through and I was like, okay, yeah, I would do all that, do all that, do all that. And then, you know, at the end, it kind of lost me with some crazy things with gift cards and other tips and strategies that I've heard. But if, you know, you're thinking about like, hey, you know, I, in a couple years, maybe I want to take a year off and go travel the world, then this might not be a bad strategy for you to follow because in, in that world, it is all about how many miles you have and how can you leverage those miles so that you're not spending your own cash, right? Um, and also there are just tons of ways that you can earn frequent flyer miles. Like I said, shopping and eating out, um, lots of entertainment stuff, um, gosh, home purchases, you can earn a ton of points. There's all sorts of ways to earn points so that you can utilize them on these frequent flyer, you know, miles, uh, redemption. And so I'm going to make sure and put a link to that as well. And so look, if you're sitting somewhere right now and it's cold and it's dreary and you're dreaming about going somewhere, you know, check out some of these links. Uh, definitely check out the Wallet Hub calculator to find out what would be the best frequent flyer program for you based on your spending. And then put together a strategy because it's totally, totally doable. I would say, you know, each year we we travel a lot. Obviously, Jeff's a travel writer, so we travel a lot. So there actually aren't a lot of trips that we pay out of pocket for because a lot of them are you know business trips and things like that. But the ones that we do, we always utilize points. So whether we're using those points on our flights, whether we're using them on our hotel stay or our car rental, whatever it may be, we're getting something 
in essence, for free. Yes, we've had to spend the money to earn those points. There's no way around that, but we would have spent that money anyway. It's not like we're going out and buying something for 5,000 bucks just so we can get points. I mean, this is where we're eating, we're, we're shopping, we're going to the grocery, you know, we're going to concerts. I mean, these are all things that we would budget for anyway. We're just using a different strategy so that we can, you know, really build up this, this points kind of, uh, bank account, if you will. And then those points are worth real money to us. I mean, if we can save, you know, a thousand or $1,500 or even more on a trip, then that starts to be, I mean, that's, that's, that's real savings. We can put that money to work somewhere else. I think the best, the best savings that we ever had one year was a really close to $5,000. We had really saved up a ton of our points. We had maximized a lot of strategies to get more points. Um, We had used an airline where we also had a frequent flyer uh, miles with that airline as well. So we were able to kind of combine all of the points. And um, we went to Europe and we didn't pay for the airfare. We didn't pay for, I think we paid one night for the hotel and that was it. Um, and we even were able to use some of the points for some of the activities that we did. So, I mean, it was just, it was just like, I felt like we were winning all the way around. 